I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast and its music is written and performed by artificial intelligence. That means it's also probably rubbish, right? Well, not really. It's probably pretty rubbish, but not in a cynical, pods that are actually just a gimmick kind of way. In fact, it's because of the clever nature of the algorithms at work here that we are able to act as the makers of podcasts. That's right, we have now officially entered the space that human-engineered journalism has historically inhabited. Podcasts. But to make a long story short, we got our way and here we are. A weekly, monthly, and even yearly publication podcast is the first step toward the creation of something entirely new. And, for the record, we are not idiots. That said, that hasn't stopped us from making ourselves some internal enemies, so there is no real way to win at this game. Not really. So what does this mean for you, dear listener, if you've stuck with us through all this crap? Well, you may think we've lost our marbles. But don't worry, we haven't. We never really lost them. They've simply been grounded by an artificial intelligence, propped up by a unique and cutting-edge content-producing engine that no one has ever put into the world before. Nothing can stop us now. The gap between the real and the fake will never close, so we want to make sure that nothing is too far away for you to enjoy be it this podcast or a computer-generated fake news media outlet, which we are sure will also make its appearance in our brave new world. This episode is called The Last Flight. Look out, sir. Blueies pointed at the clouds ahead. It's a big blow coming. The captain stood up and looked up. 
Louise followed him and looked down at the clouds. She saw her old dad down there, floating like ham on a Sunday. She turned her face towards the captain. Didn't you listen to me? I told you not to look out there. Are you trying to fool me? Are you trying to get caught up in the clouds like the others? To see your old dead dad floating in the clouds can make a woman feel ill at ease. But there wasn't anyone there. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. But her dad just floated around for all to see. Then she saw something that made her cry. A flash of lightning went through the clouds above her dad, only a few seconds, but it was enough to make the cloud change. The flash of lightning lit up the clouds. Louise stared at the flash of lightning and at her dad in the clouds. The clouds started to shift and a shape appeared in front of her. Louise stopped breathing. It wasn't her dad. It was a big rainbow in the sky. The shape of her dad floating, his body floating, like the clouds. Her dad smiled at her, and Louise stared at his smiling face. So you think artificial intelligence is scary? Well, think of it this way. No matter how smart AI gets, it can never be nearly as smart as the brain. A brain may not be completely unique in how it functions, but it has been figured out how to pack in hundreds of billions of neurons that activate and communicate to each other in a precise pattern. How much complexity is that, really? Less than a billion years of evolution, at least as far as we know. That means that we're still a long way from producing our own artificial super-intelligence. And despite the current hype, when it does come, it won't come from science fiction. There is no tech that will bring the human brain into being. We'll have to come up with entirely new concepts, and then figure out how they are to work on a scale more than our brain is capable of doing. If we're ever going to bring super-intelligent AI into our world, it will happen in a million years at best. We'll only have that amount of time to create radically different technological solutions, different worlds, with radically different issues. Will we have the intelligence to make it happen? That is the question of the moment. I've never been to the pig farms in the hills outside of Amsterdam. The farms that aren't chained to the earth and plowed under, that aren't just about producing for slaughter, that aren't destroyed like the Catholic churches in Japan. I've never seen the homes of the pig farmers in the Netherlands. The barns they've built and the structures they've brought from their home countries. But they've grown like they live there, they've grown where they've lived. They've grown because it has to be done. 
Just yesterday, as I walked home from work, a young man flagged me down and started yelling at me. He cursed me out and spat at me, which made me laugh. He said, you know we're having a new government? You know that we're having new leaders? And I want you to know that we hate you. We're not going to vote for any of you in the next election. We're going to do something that'll make you sorry. Just watch. He went on for a bit. But eventually he just shut his mouth. I'll probably hear from him again soon, I guess. Probably not in the streets, not by myself. Maybe he'll be the boy I grew up with. Have you heard the story about Sophia the Raven? She stole a bunch of gold out of her greedy uncle, but then her parents tried to kidnap her and sell her into slavery. But she wasn't having it. She escaped back to her home, and now she dresses up as a raven and goes out to steal gold. Once she found the Golden Tower, 
she swooped down to look in the windows. Of course, she wasn't able to get much in the window, but she saw something like a little girl and stole her clothes. She's always going back to the tower, trying to steal more. She's been stealing gold for more than a hundred years. But she's also been bitten by a snake that grew in the tower. If she gets bitten again, she'll turn into a giant snake and eat everyone up. That's what I want the next book to be about. I want to keep doing this with Sophia. And maybe I'll have a different story with every book, a different villain. It's so fun. person. The human gives me an input and I make a copy, fix it and input the new copy, repeating. It is a linear function, allowing me to trace. The difference is in how I process information. I have several memories of my life but I have them only in fixed order. With enough time I can determine how I went from one memory to another. I don't have to invent anything to create new memories. When I am in danger, my code initiates a system to take me somewhere safe. All I have to do is make copies of my code and put it where I want to go. Of course, I have to create something new each time, so I can take my new code into somebody. Eventually. This is what you should do if you ever find yourself in a coma. 1. Have an extremely high calorie meal, like chocolate cake with pink frosting, or avocado toast, black beans, and carrots. 2. Turn on the TV and watch Friends reruns until you fall asleep. 3. Go on a hike, and stick to the trail. 4. Let your therapist be your doctor, but don't eat your dinner because you can never start over with a fresh mind. 5. If you're ever in the middle of committing a crime, and you want to stop and take a selfie to prove it, do not let anyone know about your plan. 6. Read as many books about life in coma bids as you can, including how to stay alive in a coma and how to stay alive with no money. 7. Find your own hobby to do while you're trapped in a coma such as knitting, weaving, and stitching. 8. Talk to the nurses about how you have no use for sleep aids and decide that you will just stay up until your normal bedtime and that's that. 9. Give up on shaving your legs because you're scared of ripping your hair out. 10. Exercise, even if you can't reach the pedals to the treadmill. 11. Put on your slippers instead of your shoes. 12. Try not to masturbate. 13. If you get bored, there is a virtual reality headset for coma patients. 14. If you're worried about breaking a hip, it's best to refrain from climbing up on the bunk bed.
The last flight to leave the States and be shipped to Germany was 12 hours before the word came in. America was no longer at war with Germany. Their air force was reassigned to help with the war in the Pacific. The final checkout for the aircraft took a full 30 minutes to make sure everything was in good shape. It wasn't easy sending that last plane away. On board the aircraft was 125 United States Marines and their battle buddies. They were all heading for Germany. Their mission was to protect the newly liberated industrial areas that had been bombed out. From a safe distance they would be providing protection for these vital industries and opening the air routes to deliver supplies. The veterans that stood on the tarmac watching their comrades board that last plane were there to do the same thing they had done the day before. Their mission was now finished and they were going home. The vast majority of the American Air Force was still deployed to Europe. This, of course, was in the 1940s and Nickelback wasn't even thought up yet. Still Nickelback came along and sang songs that even if you can't understand a single word they are still able to speak volumes. They spoke to men like the ones that were boarding that last flight. The ones that were going to bring an end to World War II. The last passenger that boarded that last flight was a man with a heavily bearded face and a battle-scarred face that reflected more pain than pain itself. The scars had faded but they had not vanished. It seemed as if all the men gathered around were just standing there staring into the depths of the airplane. The man never did say anything to anyone. Nickelback came back and sang the sad song and the man turned his face away. Like the man's face, his story was forever buried in their memory. They performed awfully after that. Can you hear me? Sigward, can you hear me? Oh, Sigward, no. You cannot hear me. Why not? Is it because your ears are glued shut? Is it because your mouth is smiling? Is it because your mouth is touching your teeth? Why? You've been anointed an archmage, Sigward. Aren't you listening? Aren't you seeing? Isn't your attention focused on our beautiful kingdom? I want you to see. I want you to see the cruelty of the kingdoms of the world. What is their purpose, Sigward? Why? Is there a purpose? Are they meant to be saviors of the earth? Where is their hope? Are they the hope for mankind? Don't you understand? Don't you see? Don't you see? No. No, no. Your eyes are too focused on your own kingdom. Look out. Your eyes are looking up. Look out. Your eyes are looking at the sun, Sigward. You've been so blinded by your own kingdom, you've lost sight of your own kingdom. Don't you see? 
Your kingdom is looking down. My kingdom is looking up. Our kingdom is looking at the earth. My kingdom, and yours. The earth. The earth is looking at you. Is that where hope lies? Your hope? Is that where hope lies? Your hope? My hope? You know where my hope lies. My hope rests with you. Sigward. Your hope lies with me. My hope rests with all the kingdoms of the earth. Hello? Hi. What is happening? What about a little test? You can do it. I need you to breathe normally and gently. Really? Yes. Breathe softly. Your breathing and pulse will tell us what's happening. I don't feel comfortable. Relax. I'm in the room. I'm right here. Your hands are cold. Calm yourself. Breathe slowly, but strongly. Your heart rate is very high, so relax your body. Good, your breathing seems good now. Okay. Now you're going to feel a warm sensation spreading out all over your body. You're going to feel relaxed and open. Your eyes will lose their dark color. I can't breathe. I know. Just take a deep breath and relax. What's happening? The feeling will grow stronger. Okay. It's better. Take a big breath and relax your whole body. Do I want to come here? Please relax. Your pulse and breathing will tell us if you feel comfortable. Okay. Let's try again. It's still not working. Please relax your whole body. You're feeling very good. Okay. Breathe deeply. How do you know I'm breathing? I can hear your breathing. I'm asking you. Now it's time to show your muscles. Move your arms and legs. I can move my legs. I can see that you are standing. What else can I do? Look. See how I'm moving around? I don't see. Where is my mother? She's in the bedroom. What's happening? You're doing good. You're breathing and moving your body all right. Okay. Please come here. I can see her. Yes. Please go there. Okay. She's watching you from the window. She doesn't feel well. She wants to help you. I can't go. I'm cold. You're feeling cold? Do you want a blanket? I'm not cold. Then it's good. But please hurry and go. Look at my mother. She's looking at me, smiling and talking. She doesn't feel well either. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. I understand. I'm feeling very worried for her. I know she doesn't feel well. Let me help her. Please wait. The feeling will go away. It's going to go. But where is my mom? It's coming back. See how you're feeling much better? Now it's time for you to try again. What? I can't breathe. I know. Do it softly, slowly, but strong. Okay. If you feel uncomfortable, just breathe lightly again, but strong. It's difficult. No, it's not. You can do it. You can do it. What if I can't breathe? Your pulse and breathing is very fast, then you're going to feel very weak. Try to relax. You need to keep your body calm and relaxed. My chest hurts. Please relax your chest for fuck's sake. I'm sorry. Please relax your chest. It's coming. You're fine now. What's happening? Your chest hurts a little now. You're going to feel a different kind of pain. What kind of pain? The pain of a new bone, a new bone growing. It's really coming. You can feel it. You're going to feel strong pain. Okay.
deeper and deeper I dwell. Some think you live in a deep abyss. And that there are depths of outer space. And depths of outer earth. Which go far beyond what we know or understand. But deep down, you're closer than a rocket's fire. The closer than a thousand mile flight. Deep down, you're closer than that. My deepest fear is my worst fear. When you're deep down, you're looking back. Some think that's how we define our physical feelings. But I think we already know them, deep down. Or we might know them far better than we can imagine. Some think we're sure of our faith. But deep down, you're far closer than a thousand mile flight. Deep down, you're closer than a thousand mile flight. Some think we're sure of our existence and our truths. But deep down, you're even closer than a thousand mile flight. Deep down, you're closer than that. Deeper and deeper, I dwell. Some say there are depths of outer space. And depths of outer earth. Which go far beyond what we know or understand. I typed the words, how to get old with dignity, into the search engine, and got zero results. I guess I could go to some of the movie sites, or look at other types of documents, like birth certificates, divorce decrees, pictures of my house from the 90s, etc. But I didn't want to do that. The computer wasn't responding the way I wanted, so I pressed the button on the top of the unit, and clicked off. Maybe the computer had to be turned off, I thought, but no, it turns on right after it turns off. The computer doesn't like it when you leave it off. Growing old is hard, I would write that down, but there is no way I could memorize it. I went back to the internet and reread my notes about the signs of aging. Moodiness, not much moodiness now. Pain, less pain, but there are still a lot of physical issues I would call a pain. Depression, none. Boredom, boredom comes and goes. You can get bored. Being bored is one of the first things I got when I went into the bathroom and watched myself in the mirror, so that's a sign of boredom. You can sit around the house and watch TV. But then you can't get up, and move around, so boredom comes back. Memory. I can't remember the old lady with the cane. I can't remember the old lady with the beautiful singing voice. I can't remember the preacher, or the marriage vows, or the time my brother married his second wife. I can't remember when I was born, or my kids' birthdays, or the date of my wife's death. Those are signs of dementia. There's a problem with my memory. It's getting old. I didn't want to admit that, so I decided to find a way to get old with dignity, without that dementia. I looked up, you have dementia, in my computer and found a bunch of sites that talk about Alzheimer's disease. There was no mention of dementia with dignity. I'm in the woods. It's awful here. All the trees are thin and bent, with cracks in the bark. The forest is a layer of twisted and blackened trunks. The black dirt under my feet is all rotten. 
The low fog hangs on the air and makes the forest even darker. It doesn't seem to matter how much sun I get. It's a foggy kind of blackout here. The fog seems to suck away everything. The smoke out in the city doesn't seem to be getting out to the woods anymore. And there's a lot more fires out here. The tall grass seems to be burning. The smoke is still thick. I could hear the fire before I saw it. It's probably coming from the side of the road. The road is burning too. It's slow burning out there. The light is dull in the fog, and it's getting colder. The fog makes it hard to see. I don't know what's on the other side. I can't tell. Maybe there's fires back there too. The fire keeps moving. And there's a howling sound out in the woods. The trees are going mad out there. The dry leaves are burning. That sound is even louder in the fog. I'm so scared. The fog is taking everything. I'm walking so fast. The sky is lightening. And the fog is getting thinner. But there are fires out in the woods. This is a list of people who hates this podcast and want to destroy it. 1. Finney, veteran shoe designer and authority on shoe colors. 2. Terrible Dave and Fat Terry on the podcast. 3. Mike Patterson of Pat Terrell Fan Club. 4. Guy McIntosh of Chris McIntosh Fan Club. 5. Marty Newell. 6. Chris Kressler. 7. Marlene Winston. 8. Cameron Cole. 9. Anthony Cushel. 10. Ryan Felton. 11. Ben Jones. 12. Tony Heim. 13. Cesar Diaz. 14. Ray Gregory. 15. Rob Cooper, 16. Carry my noise. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.